The following resource is by CBC Mokopani. For more resources like this, check out our website at www.christbaptistmokopani.com. Well, folks, once again, good morning, and um, thank you for taking the time to uh, listen to the Word of God this morning. And I pray that you'd be encouraged by the Lord's good Word. Um, I know it's trying times, and so I believe our theme will be fitting um, to you and I. I really trust that the Holy Spirit is going to minister in your heart this morning. Um, I want to pray for us and pray for those of us uh, who's either come in contact with or has tested positive for COVID. Um, also, just, I spoke to some of the brothers. Um, work has been very limited. So, it's trying times all around. Um, and so, really... We need to be trusting the Lord, especially now in this time. Um, not that we should ever not trust Him. <laughs> but um, I think the reality is we need to be sure of what we believe about Him, which is true. And um, you know, I, I think our practice and our theology should match. And one of the ways to be sure of that is to be immersed in the Word of God. So I'll take the time this morning. I want to lead us just through... Um, two texts found in Ephesians and Romans. But before we do that, I think, um, let me just lead us in, in, in a short prayer for our church and, um, yeah, just for our country and our, especially our community as well. As there's a lot of just fear of the unknown, um, a temptation to, to want to explore, just the curiosity of, of what could happen in our own community. Um, and we trust that, that nothing would at this time, but, but who knows. So, Lord Jesus, this morning, we really just want to thank you for your love for us, your perfect love for us, um, love that has been perfected for us, um, and, and, and it's promised through the seal of the Holy Spirit. We pray this day that, Jesus, you would help us just rely on your true word. I pray that we would be comforted. You are um, our comforter, and so we truly just want to to be before you in your presence, knowing that you are working all things together for our good, um, knowing that as these things take place, your will is being done, and that at the end of the day, you are glorified and you will be glorified. And so, Jesus, we um, <clears throat> we don't want to respond with faithlessness. Um, we don't want to be disobedient. We want to. Um, out of love for you, being obedience to your will for us in this time, for our country, um, especially um, the province of Natal and Gauteng, as they've really experienced um, the wrath of sinful man. <laughs> Jesus, we ask that you would give our brothers and sisters peace. I'm thankful for how the communities have come together. I'm thankful for how various churches has joined hands um, to send support uh, through physical need um, or provision. And uh, we pray for our own body, Lord, as we are scattered because of the regulations and um, just the discouragement that comes with that, the, um, the sense of feeling overwhelmed, those who are actually sick, some who have tested positive for covid Lord, those who are worried about the next meal, um, Jesus, help us cling to what is good and true and honorable 
um, and that is you. So we do pray and we do trust that you would use this word this morning to bring about a comfort in our hearts, a sense of, a sense of peace as we yearn um, for ultimately peace. Uh, so Jesus, may this word be used um, for the encouragement and the building up of your people. I pray it in your name. Amen. Now friends, um, as I said, I want to use two texts this morning uh, just to talk about uh, our security, security in our troubles. And um, really there's, there's two passages that's, that stand out for me. Um, and really this just this forms the outline. And I, and I prayed about it. And that is, whatever is busy happening right now, we do trust that it is the Lord's will. All right? We cannot deny that the Lord's will is not being done. Thy will be done. It is being done. Okay? Um, and more so, we cannot deny, even though we might be tempted to, um, the Lord is using these things for our good. And in addition to this, God will be glorified through everything, through everyone at the end of the day. And that He's doing everything. The culmination of everything, of all things, is for His glory. So, last week our focus was on our hope in the Lord, right? And we took some time just to focus on that and to consider the promise of hope for those of us who are discouraged and those of us who, who want peace and just the assurance we can have. But since Sunday, so much has happened, okay? Um... I mean, Durban has almost been flattened just by, by sinful riots. And so now you, you come from a message like this. It's Monday morning. You are hopeful and destruction takes place. And, you know, where do you go from this? When so much happens, it causes us to almost lose a reality of hope. Uh, but I'm thankful that the Lord uses these things. And I'll explain in a bit. If you have friends uh, or family in KZN, you might have an idea of how severe the situation really is. Um, some of us have heard voice notes, seen videos, but we haven't truly been part of what has taken place in the destruction. Friends, there are folks who can't get any food, fuel, or any other necessities. Last night I heard on the news we... Perhaps you would have been paying 15 Rand for bread. You're now paying 25 Rand for bread if you can find any bread. Really, uh, this is right here. This is in our country. Um, friends, it's, it's really hard. It's, it's really overwhelming. In, at the same time, we're in the middle of a, of a month-long threat level 4 national lockdown. I mean, this is on top of this disastrous reality. We are experiencing our coldest weather for the year right now. COVID cases have been on the rise. Um, in fact, with the, the hindrance, I believe, of, of transport, it has caused, um, I'm, uh, I'm saying, right? It has caused the lack of hospital staff, the, the lack of medical staff. And so there has been an increase in um, COVID-infected people who have passed away. This is a disastrous reality. I, I, we have to admit this. This is such a, tri a troubling time. Um, 
However, there can be a sense of security, a sense of hope, a sense of peace, a sense of comfort. Yes, we looked at last week that, that, that Christ has already won. We're part of the victory march. But what happens as we are marching in this, this victory march, we've already won, but we are still dealing with, with injured soldiers. Um, you understand where I'm going with this? Yes, we've won. But we're still here. We still have to get through the march. And so, we don't know the final outcome. We don't know if things are going to get worse. Sure, there's rumors. I heard again last night. But there's something we can know. There's something we can be sure of. And that is, God is in the trouble. Listen, God is in the trouble. He's not just allowing the trouble. He's in the trouble. Isaiah 14, 24 says the following. The Lord of hosts has sworn saying, Surely just as I have intended, so it has happened. And just as I have planned, so it will stand. Alright, so the Lord's will is being done. Isaiah 46, 10. My purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Okay? It continues, it says, truly I've um, spoken, truly I will bring it to pass. I have planned it, surely I will do it. The Lord's hand, friends, be comforted that the Lord's hand is at work. And so in our troubles, the Lord's will is fulfilled. So when we want to question our circumstances, we shouldn't ask, why does God allow these things? Perhaps we should ask, why doesn't God allow them to happen more often? <laughs> um, then again, I think both those instances, the question is wrong. Some might ask and say, but why are bad things happening to good people? The argument, um, why are good things happening to bad people? Nonetheless, Lamentations chapter 3 verse 37 to 39 says, Who has spoken? And it came to pass, unless the Lord has commanded it. Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that good and bad come? Why should a living man complain, a man, about the punishment of his sins? So friends, listen, we have no right to complain about what happens around us. Surely, it's overwhelming. But God doesn't necessarily answer the how does this happen question. We want to go through our Bibles and say, why is this thing happening? But what God does want us to know, and that's the main thing, it's this. He works all things according to His will. And that's Ephesians 1.11. He works all things according to His will. In addition, God wants us to know, and we can know, that He works all things together for the good to those that love God and that are called according to His purpose. All things together for good. Finally, God wants us to know that He is in charge of absolutely everything. That He is in control. And He purposes, or what He purposes, is exactly what comes to pass. So thirdly, God wants us to know that it's all for His glory. It's for our God's glory. Amen? So friends, 
that's the outline for this morning. And so I want, to, I want us to go to Ephesians chapter 1 uh, from verse 11. And the first point then this morning is God uses the trouble to reveal our faith. God uses the trouble to reveal our faith. It says this, In Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will. He works all things according to the counsel of His will. Now, this does not say that God creates evil. Rather that God controls evil to His own ends and purposes which are all righteous and glorious okay God uses trouble to test the strength of our faith but understand this he doesn't test our faith to so that he could learn from it okay but so that we can learn from it God knows our hearts he knows our abilities he knows every measure of us but do we know ourselves do we know our own ability of, of, of trusting Him, um, relying on Him. No, I think we, we constantly need to be tested to be sure of these realities. And so God uses trouble to test our faith, to reveal the heart of our faith. Habakkuk is a great example of this. Uh, we've been studying the Minor Prophets. <clears throat> Habakkuk sees trouble coming, right? So he says, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help? And you will not hear. Or cry to you, violence. And you will not save. Why do you make me see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed. And justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. And so justice goes forth perverted. Now, this guy sounds upset, right? God answers Habakkuk. He says to him, Look at the nations and see. Wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that, that you would not believe if I told. So God says, You won't believe even if I told you. But trust me. That's the lesson. Trust me. You won't believe it, but have faith in me. Then in chapter 3, verse 16, Habakkuk, we read, I hear and my body trembles. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enter into my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. Yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon um, people who invade us. Now Habakkuk is terrified because the prophecy is telling him that the invaders are coming with power. This is happening. You can't do anything about it. It's coming. It's going to come upon you. All right. But he remains hopeful. So look at verse 17. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be in the vines, the produce of olive fail and fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. The 
these things come and they overwhelm us, still our rejoicing should be in God. Still, we should be worship, uh, worshipful. So, God doesn't need to explain our troubles or their purpose. What He does in the trouble is test our faith in Him. Second Chronicles 32 verse 31 says, uh, this is about Hezekiah. God left him to test him, that he might know what was in his heart. Amazing, isn't it? God knows what is in the heart. The test is for us so that we can have an honest evaluation about our faith. His will is being done. Do we trust His will? Do we trust Him to work His will? That's the question. How is your faith? Are you overwhelmed at this point? Do you still trust in His work, in His hand? 1 Peter 1 verse 6 tells us, In this you rejoice. There's the word again. Rejoice. In this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, he says, more precious than gold that, that perishes though it tested by fire, that your faith may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Christ. You may ask, so is the purpose of our trouble just to reveal the measure of our faith? Friends, at the revealing, at the measure of our faith, Peter says that you may be found to result in praise and glory and honor. When? At the revelation of Christ. Peter is saying, rejoice in your trouble because that is going to prove the, legitimate, the, the legitimacy of your faith. And so God's working all things, right? All things. That's His will. He is working all things. That, that is Him and His sovereign will um, throughout the whole universe. For what? Which is to reveal the truth of our faith. The purpose of His will. Or part of the purpose to reveal His will is, is to test our faith. To reveal our faith. Alright? Now flowing from this takes us to Romans. Romans chapter 8. So point number 2. God uses the trouble for our good. God uses the trouble for our good. Romans 8.28 We know that those, or for those who love God... All things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. All things work together for good, right? So God has a second purpose in our troubles. That's to humble us. In Second Corinthians 12, Paul's suffering, right? He's dealing with a serious thorn in the flesh, most likely a person. So in verse 7 he says, to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. A thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Huh. Who gave him the trouble? <laughs> Who gave him the thorn? 
many might argue and say Paul was perhaps the godliest. Yet he was given this thorn to expose his pride in knowing the many revelations. So he recognizes that God is humbling him through the trial. God is humbling him through the trouble. The Lord is allowing this to happen so that he would be humbled. Because Paul needed to recognize that this spiritual power is perfected in our weakness. When we are weak, he is strong, right? doesn't mean we have to be down and out and now God steps in. No, when we realize who we are, how pitiful we are, that we cannot accomplish anything on our own, we recognize his strength, his might, his sovereignty. So Paul is content. Why? Because the Lord puts us through trials to test the strength of our faith. To humble us to the point where we say with Paul, For the sake of Christ, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then he is strong. So, troubles drive us to the reality of our weakness. Which relates to the fact that we are dependent on God. Troubles reveal our dependence on God. Our great need for God, for His grace, for His work, for His will to be done in and through us and for us. He's working all things together for the good of those who love Him. This is for our good, friends. God opposes the proud. No matter who they think they are, right? He opposes the proud, yet God gives grace to who? To the humble. Now, listen, I get it. It sounds unreal to say that what's happening in our country right now is part of God's will. It might be heavy for you to hear this. See, there's no way that a loving God allows evil. Friends, it is part of God's will. It's revealing our faith. It's exposing our pride. It's humbling us. God is using these troubles. The Lord brings these things into our lives to test the strength of our faith. And in this testing, our pride is exposed and we are humbled. And this is where we must recognize His strength. He's working in us. He's working through us. I mean, look at what's happening in our country right now. Unbelievers, believers, communities throughout are, are joining hands, right? And perhaps for some in vanity. It's true. I, I've sadly, I've seen a few clips this week where um, so much discrimination has been taking place in certain areas in KZN, in certain neighborhoods, where they don't allow some people to travel through their neighborhood. If it was because of concern, it's something else. But in those clips, pride is exposed. Pride is exposed. Still, God is working all things together for our good. 
believer? Are you dependent on Him? Are you relying on His hand at this point? Yes, God's using believers throughout the country to, to be a support system to those who have been affected. He's using these things for our good. The testing of our faith, the revelation of His will. Friends, this is all part of it. This is all playing it out. Which brings us to a third and final point. And that is God uses the trouble for His glory. God uses the trouble for His glory. I want to read that text again. It says, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. What is God's purpose? What's the chief end of man? What's the point of creation? Isaiah says that we would worship Him. And what does that point to? To glorifying Him, friends. To glorifying Him. So God uses the trouble for His glory. God's purpose is for all things to glorify Him. The issue is, we have become so set on the things of the earth that we're not paying any attention to obeying God or serving God or glorifying God. We're just so focused on the trouble that we're experiencing right now, the trouble that's around us, the trouble that affects us. That we're not looking at God. We're not paying attention. We're not obeying Him. We're not serving Him. Colossians 3 tells us that we must turn from immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and greed. That we should be marked by compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. That we should be bearing with one another and forgiving each other. We should be putting on love for one another. Dwelling on the word and giving thanks through Jesus to God the Father. That's what we should be busy with. That's what we should be occupied with. Friends, we don't know what the next trouble holds. We don't know the severity of it. We don't know when. We don't know where. But we do know this. That it will be for our good. It is according to the will of God. And it is for His glory. So friends, we cannot lose heart. We cannot lose heart at any every turn. We're in it for God's glory. Friends, when you are bedridden with COVID, do not lose heart. When you are worried about the next job that's going to bring in the income so that there could be food on the table, do not lose heart. Of course it's easier said than done. But do we depend on God who has said that we are of worth more value than the lilies of the field, the birds of the air? Or do we want to work these things out by our own might, our own wisdom? These things which are so limited. No, dear friends, listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 through 18. Paul says, 
for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. It's a moment. It's a season. Our earthly troubles reveal the things we cling to. Amen? It exposes our idols. It exposes the very thing that takes us from God's glory. Yet, God draws us to His glory. Sounds daunting. But listen, God designs trouble to reveal what we really love. And if you really love God, then in the midst of all this discouraged troubles, you can rejoice because you know that God is in the trouble. Friends, God does what brings Him glory. So if you love Him, you rejoice in that reality. Because God will truly receive glory from these current troubles. And we are part of something that God is doing. Be comforted. Because, that, because being within His will, it's, it is for our good and ultimately it's for His glory. We, t- we tend to look at it from a negative perspective and say, Oh, look at the destruction. Why don't we look at the will of God, the glory of God, working the things for our good? Yes, friends, you can know who you are in God. And you should know who you are in God because who He truly is and the fact that He holds our future in His hands, this causes us not to see troubles as a threat, but to see our troubles as an opportunity to grow in grace and to grow in the knowledge of Christ. When troubles come, we, we want to be up and about uh, and, and filling the shelves. And yes, in a sense, we have to do those things. But I think our first response should be on the knee, bowing before a holy God who is orchestrating His will. So that we would rely and trust that as His will is being done, we are comforted. He is working it for our good and He will be glorified. I want to say, dear friends, let us keep our heads up. Especially when we feel like holding it as as low as possible. Let us cling to our faith and let us be fervent in prayer, especially for one another. I want to remind you, these troubles are temporary. However, God's glory is eternal. So let's rejoice in Him. Remember, we said it last week, God has already conquered. And we can say, Sully Deo Gloria. And that should be our anthem of praise because God is the security in our troubles. He is our comfort. He is our provider. He loves us and He works all things for our good according to His will for His glory. My dear friends, 
Let us cling to this truth, this Savior, and His love. Let me pray for us in response. Lord Jesus, we just want to, I think we need to, take the time to, to step back and reevaluate just our, our concern for what's happening around us. And let us not just make an inventory or take inventory of, of the things that we have and the things that we need, but inventory of the heart. Let us examine truly where our faith lies. That for those of us who have kind of grown colder, um, that we would reevaluate our relationship with you and in you. Because as these troubles come, and though they are fleeting, it can just cause so much doubt and confusion. And Lord, we, we want to be true in, in our relationship with you. As we cling to your goodness. Father, we pray that you would work um, in us and through us this week. That we would stand before you, working out our salvation with fear and trembling, trusting that your good word is being done. Use us, Jesus, um, for the sake of your people. Help us to stand firm in your word and in your truth. We want to pray and ask that we would be united as believers in our current troubles. And in the future troubles, Jesus, be with us now. We ask it in your name. Amen. Friends, I hope that um, this morning's word is of encouragement to you. And that you could spread this and, and, and share it with those you see are overwhelmed. Um, to know that the Lord's at hand. And that we can trust that His will is being done and we are part of his very will. So thanks again for joining me and let's trust in this time where Jesus will comfort us. Amen.